You know, tonight we all learned something about Tim Kaine that explains him perfectly. He has a son whom he non-ironically calls Woody. Trump vs. Hillary starts now! You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, that's right, because where's the convention? Motown hey, Philly. Yeah. Or, and yeah, I'm going to pile on him a little bit. Or as Tim Kaine would call it, Motown Philip. <laughs> Welcome to Trump versus Hillary. Night three of the DNC. Hashtag Dems in Philly. Uh, I'm your uh, moderator, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. Next to me, Drexel Hurd, at Drexel Hurd. Next to him, Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. Scott Moore, at S-Man 80. And back for a second night... The voice of dissent, Stephen Helmkamp, on Twitter at Stephen Helmkamp, but only if he accepts you. <laughs> so I will far, accept you. So far, none of us I here work, on the panel have been accepted. I work corporate. I will I accept uh, you. No, I'd just like to see so why like, don't you who's do at the like front a, door. Why don't you do like yeah. a Steve Helmkamp TV, like one that's oh, non-corporate, yeah. you know? Uh, it's probably too late now. It's too much work. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> as the voice of dissent, we've realized now that where we have placed you is on... The couch of descent. I gladly so, take it. Hashtag I claim it. Hashtag couch of descent. We're making couch America great again descent. over here. Yeah, well, you're definitely making that couch great. That's, that's, why, right. that's, why, that's why it's black and Sorry. dark. <laughs> like I like my women. Just kidding. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, just kidding. Uh, See, you were fine it. until you said just kidding. <laughs> you may or may not be kidding. I may or not. So, yes, the couch of descent. Uh, because, you know, early on we, we heard a lot about how the panel agrees a lot. I don't think that they agree as much as some of the people mm. were saying. Um, kindful, hi, Chelsea. <laughs> kindful. Kind and respectful. Right. Yeah. Yes. No, but that's so great to say. Yeah. So it doesn't look it's like we're of, really yeah. disagreeing. Right. No, no. This, no, is, not, this is not a Facebook conversation. It's not, you know, right. we're all fairly knowledgeable people. Right. This More isn't, this isn't lighting people. an American flag on fire <laughs> right. outside of the venue in Philly. Uh, by the way, the show's Twitter, at Trump Hillary 16, follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment and rate us on iTunes. Uh, there's people in the YouTube chat, but uh, again, it's behind me, so Are I'll get to it to when I can. Yeah, yeah we might look night. at it like we did last night, yeah, if you don't great. mind, Stephen in the booth as opposed to Stephen on the couch. Um, <laughs> it is not the big speech of tonight, but it was kind of an important moment, so we're going to start by talking about Tim Kaine. Um, I think, yes, I'll go first, uh, I think he's going to be a great vice president because he came off like a vice principal. He was corny, <laughs> pandering, and just incredibly bland. Like, amazingly bland. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a room full of delegates is going to eat that up, though. Uh, I saw a couple of things on Twitter uh, that uh, the only one I can attribute to is Chris Saliza from At The Fix. Uh, he said that Tim Kaine is the dad genes of politics. Uh, another one, and I don't remember who this was, uh, if, if you, uh, it's a reference to the uh, leaked DNC emails, uh, They that Tim Kaine was able to implement the quote-unquote quote, taco bowl, taco bowl dem strategy without being too spicy. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And uh, also someone else pointed out that uh, Tim Kaine is not Listo, which uh, was part of his speech. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it was a very, it, he seems like a, he seems like a very nice guy. It, he, uh, it was very heartfelt. And, you know, he talked about his faith. He talked about social justice. He talked about the Virginia Tech shootings, which I can't imagine, you know, being involved in any way, you know, having family members there, you know, being the elected official that has to, you know, talk about it and try and deal with all those things. So um, 
on the whole, I think he gave a very nice speech, but um, it it's definitely was very easy to make fun of on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, se- seems like a very nice guy. But you know what he seems like? He seems vice presidential. And your vice president doesn't always seem presidential. You know, if you think of some of the more recent uh, vice presidents that we've had over the last 30 years, most of them uh, didn't get to be president. Some of them got enough votes where they could have been president if it wasn't for the Electoral College, but that's a story for another time. Uh, Drexel, your <laughs> thoughts on Tim Kaine. Uh, well, listen. The speech. First, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> believe me. That, I didn't Tim even get Kane to the amazing impression. Tim Kaine, I, I talked to Chelsea right before, and, and she said, well, how did you like Tim Kaine's speech? And I was like, yeah. I love Tim Kaine, and uh, I think he's going to be a great vice president. Um, uh, this was not a fiery speech. He had just he had spoken right after Joe Biden, so all of this mm-hmm. it was like it was like all of this swell of excitement and bring everybody together. And then Tim Kaine was just, "Hey, I'm here, and I'm here mm-hmm. to do this job." And 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 for a, an outsider looking at a convention aside, this is like you said, a great look for a vice president. Yeah. I mean. Um, he talked about his life story. He talked about his son who deployed two days ago, um, you know, uh, with a shout out to the Marine Corps, Semper Fi. And, um, and, then he, and then I think that the theme of Tim Kaine will be for this, the rest of the campaign, faith, family, and work, because he brings it up um, every time that we've seen him uh, so far. Um, but one of the things that concern me, you know, I don't, I don't give criticism to the Democrat. I don't give criticism in speech as, as often. Uh, but one of the things that I think will, will alarm, not won't even alarm, but people will go, ooh. Uh, he had a line about Party of Lincoln, and um, and I think that some Democrats, or at least liberals on the way left, who view Tim Kaine not in a progressive light, mm-hmm. might have a little bit of a problem with that particular line, um, and, and say, "Well, wait a second, you know, this is a line that Republicans use all the time as being the Party of Lincoln." Um, but at the same time, Barack Obama always references uh, Abraham Lincoln in his, uh, in, in, not in always his speeches, but he does often. He does that. He is one of uh, Barack Obama's favorite presidents. So um, that might be something uh, that might be alarming to progressives. But um, for the most part, overall, it was just a fine speech. <clears throat> had to give a letter grade is it uh c plus i would give it i would give it a solid b hey a b for better than (laughs) than pence (laughs) there you go uh chelsea your thoughts on uh tim kane yeah it was a nice you know vanilla at least it was lacking the nuts um appreciate that that. but you know i I don't know if we're going to talk about this later but i think more effective than uh kane in bringing new people into the, not even just the party, but that might vote for Hillary, was actually Michael Bloomberg's speech. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. that was, that, that, I, I don't know that, it's hard because Obama's mm-hmm. speech was good and it was characterized as Obama at 75%, but still better than, you know, 99% of the people who ever think that was Obama at 75%? Well, just wow. because if you remember, you know, like his 2008 speech mm-hmm. and some, you know, it, it, like, yeah, that was a great speech, but sure. it, it, you know, right. it, it probably was, it was a smaller room. Also, he's a lot older. You know, it takes a lot out of him. Probably but he looks so young. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, or at least that's what yeah. Sasha Malia said. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about Mike Bloomberg. He looked yeah. so hot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chelsea yeah. goes. He's so, so hot. hot. Hey. Oh <laughs> I, I was really. I Look, was that's important. Just, I mean, you can't vote for him again. But I wish we could. Charming and like I believed him, right. and it was he's just got some so serious real swag. And oh. Yeah. yeah, he's got some swagger about but, it. For sure. Yeah, um, and then I remember some things, and I'm oh like, my oh my god, god. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to <laughs> you know, you know, it's just just think, yeah, just think about the good times, you know. And um, 
I uh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Michael Bloomberg. Okay. That was uh, that was before a standout we do, speech. Can we me. talk about well, Tim? Oh, no. uh, yeah, well, I want to give Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say the, the the things that I think that Kane brings to the table is not only is he real moderate and progressive, but I think where he's from is very unique. Not only is he a former governor and and you know U.S. senator from Virginia, but he has a father-in-law who was a former Republican governor, and I think that makes it more comfortable for maybe some of these Trump supporters. That might be well, not, like the Never Trump people, exactly. The Never you know. Trump people, or the GOP uh, that is a little bit scared or to vote for Trump the Democrats, yeah. exactly. <laughs> or independents. Yes, uh, Michael Bloomberg's speech was great too. But I think that his unique background also can appeal to some of those people as well. So he re- was really targeting his speech. I felt a little bit of red meat to those people, yeah. As well, still or having blue, the or blue meat, as it were. Yes, yeah. or blue meat. Yes, for in this case. But I felt like it was a little bit to them. And it was just a really... He is a good speaker. I mean, when you yeah. listen to him, he like you were saying, the dad jeans is a dad bod, but he has that, like, dad... He <laughs> but, has that dad hey, kind of... I'm a, uh, I'm a dad. I need to vote, too. I need people like, to talk has, to me, he, you know? He has a very comfortable way of speaking. It was very comfortable. It was a good speech. And yeah. I think it was solid, especially for those people yeah, that might I, be wavering on Hillary to sure. feel a little bit more comfortable. I would say my biggest uh, criticism, uh, the part that felt the most pandery, was when he decided to uh, speak in Spanish. I agree. I felt and, like it was, this yeah, today was more when, pandering. When you listen to Tim Kaine speak Spanish, mm-hmm. that's sort of like, you know, hearing your parents recite Wu-Tang Clan lyrics, <laughs> you know? It's just like, okay, yes, those are the words, yes, but we please, get it. stop. We get, you can speak Spanish, we yeah. get it. Yeah, I did and, kind of feel that today, for and sure, too. I, I mean, if they have him, you know, actually speaking Spanish in, you know, heavily Latino mm-hmm. neighborhoods and things, you know, I, I get that, but it's like, all right, uh, yeah. we get it. You know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Don't make me but feel like, bad, of us, well, I was going to say Spanish speaker. I speak Spanish and yeah. English sometimes, um, but <laughs> just don't remember. Don't remember. Don't forget how large of a population. Yeah. Um, we are, and so it's probably. Well, do you think that you know, not even for you in particular, but do you feel like people who speak Spanish are going to hear that and go, "Oh my God, this is the first part of the convention that I can relate to." I I feel like that's what they feel like. Oh, we're going to get people because this guy can speak, you know, high school textbook Spanish. That clip is going to be played on the Spanish language. That's true. Mm -hmm. Telemundo is going to definitely be like, Mm -hmm. you know, this part we don't have to, we don't have to uh, subtitle. Um, So, uh, Stephen, you were going to say something before. I don't know if it was about Tim Kaine or something else, but uh, go ahead. Well, Tim Plain, yeah, just a, a couple of uh, a couple of things. Um, you know, he, he definitely went after DT, which we can certainly expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like there was a couple of lies that he claimed that DT wants to abandon NATO. I think that's completely false. He's, that, he's, that is uh, actually Donald Trump. Trump. He's actually okay, said that. Uh, let's let Stephen go through the list. And then what he has said is actually he wants to reevaluate, make sure everyone's paying their fair mm-hmm. share because there's a lot of countries who aren't paying their agreed upon two percent GDP. So he That's, wants to make sure people are paying their fair share, the guy who won't let us see his taxes. All right, what's the next yes, point on Donald Trump, yeah. Nicely played. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he said, <laughs> he says Trump's website has no policy structure on it, has no specifics on it, when actually I was on it today, and it's been updated. And <laughs> it's been updated. And because before it was a little bleak. But uh, I don't know how long it's been updated. But there so wait, are wait, before today it, it wasn't huge. <laughs> I would expect that website to be huge. I, mean, I have billions and billions of yeah. I hadn't checked it in a couple of months, oh, but it's huge. But I it's it it today, much more and it's broken huger. down. Yeah, Mexico's paying. 
<laughs> so, so Mexican programmers have improved his website. Check out Donald Trump's website and see his policies and see the specifics of how he's going to get it done. It's all there. I mean, I, 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 I'm interested in them being there because in his speeches you don't get much it's out of it. Thin. So here's the thing about because the Donald- and, and like well you don't get a lot out of him because uh, on terror because he doesn't want to tell exactly what he's going to do. I think that's perfectly common <laughs> how sense. That, how is that? Why would you tell what? your opponent what you're about to do in you, battle? No, no, you are. You want to have American, a little bit element of surprise. Your job as running for president of the United States is to tell the American people what you plan on doing with them. Not your opponent. Yeah, you're not going to be talking not about, exactly. This is not about Trump versus Hillary. This is about Trump. We're talking about terror. We're talking about ISIS. Yeah, well, you're not going to be telling classified. No, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you yeah. don't tell no. classified Listen, things, and a president wouldn't do that. President anyways. Obama can get out there and talk all day about what he plans on doing, sending out troops and whatever. Right. But he's never going to tell the full the plan. Details. Like exactly. Donald Trump. But at the end of the day, as Barack Obama said in his speech, and we'll talk about it later, is at the end of the day, our politicians are held accountable to us. And we do have a say in authorization of all of that work. So to tell the American people what your plan is or to tell the congressional leaders what your plan is, is the part of the job of the president of the United States. And Donald Trump is going to have to get over this. Hey, I can run the world better than you can. And that is something that he, he does not he does not quite <laughs> understand uh, how to do better. Uh, were there other lies in the uh, Tim Kaine speech, speech the, that you wanted to or just uh... those were the two highlights. Okay. But, yeah. All right, uh, so let's talk about uh, Mike Bloomberg again. It's not the big speech of the night, but uh, I really thought it was great. Because I was surprised yeah. by was, how good it was. Yeah, it's almost it's almost <laughs> like the anti Tim Kaine speech in that the the you know the sort of like the one liners really hit. They were either funny or really poignant, and you know he that's why I said that Tim Kaine it was kind of corny. I think that what. Bloomberg had to say, you know, was pretty good. You know, there was a lot of stuff like I wrote down. Uh, well, this isn't necessarily funny, but he went pretty far. And, you know, as a couple of uh, billionaire New Yorkers, I, I just wonder, I'm like, all right, well, what did he do wrong at some point, Trump? That Mike Bloomberg, I just felt like it was personal when he said, <laughs> we must unite around the candidate who can defeat a dangerous demagogue. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I, I get that. Um, I started a business. And didn't do it with a million dollar check from my father. That was the one that sounded that was right, right, right at the yeah. top yeah. of the yeah. speech. Yeah, it's great, but it's very personal, <laughs> you know. And uh, but as to Chelsea's point, he made a great point, Mike Bloomberg. He doesn't, you know, he is an independent. He's been a Democrat. He's been a Republican. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel either party has a monopoly on good ideas or strong leadership. That was a good one. Yes. that's a great that line. A good one. And you know. He he got some booze from Democrats because he said that uh, Democrat, Democrats wrongly blame the private sector for our problems, and then they stand in the way in education and deficit reduction. And they didn't want to hear that, but that's good. <laughs> He's actually you know yeah. made a point that he, they would disagree with him on, and I I think <laughs> that. This was not the overall message of tonight, but there was this underlying message of, no, we get it. You probably don't like her, but. She's so much better than this guy because of all this stuff. And then you could you could learn to like her. You know, think of this as like more of like an arranged marriage. You know, that's, you're going to meet her for the first time. <laughs> After four years, you guys will be like this. It'll be all that's right. That's majority you, of yeah, people right. at you'll, the DNC. You'll, you'll learn to love her. It's Bloomberg. Yeah, that, that's a great bumper sticker. Hillary, yeah. you'll learn to love her. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary, what's the alternative? You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of these sort of uh, underlying things. But uh, Chelsea, you specifically referenced the speech. So you felt like what he had to say. Yeah, well, maybe I was surprised because I didn't know that that was the kind of speech that he was right. going to give. But he sort of made himself like, I'm similar to Donald Trump, yet mm-hmm. I'm going in a totally different direction. Right. And all you fellow independents who uh, are looking to somebody who 
respect somebody with a billion dollars, a lot of money. We don't even know if Trump really has a billion dollars. Right, right. We may never we know. We never know. No tax returns. <laughs> so, Actually, the campaign came out today and said that they will not be releasing right. any tax returns for the rest of the campaign exactly. season. So, so we, we definitely will not know. So because <laughs> I think that there are some people that respect Trump solely because he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I, I have come to be very disappointed in the number of people that I meet that can despise a person but respect them because they're good in business or that mm-hmm. have a lot of money. Right. And so there are probably a lot of independents who are looking at Trump like, well, he makes a lot of money, he must be good, he must be smart, um, and so I'm going to trust his judgment. But then you look at Mike Bloomberg, who's also a billionaire from New York and, you know, is saying something different. So I think it pulled more people over than probably anybody else. Everybody else who spoke, even like Obama, <clears throat> maybe cemented or created a little bit more passion for for Hillary, but nobody pulled voters over to Hillary the way that Bloomberg did. I think that's probably going to be the most effective recruitment speech of the convention. Yeah, From I mean, an independent standpoint, yes. yeah, as we've talked about, standpoint, as yeah. we've talked about the last couple of nights, you know, as as hard as it might be for supporters of either side to believe, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of undecided right. voters. And you know, if you watch these two campaigns objectively, which the majority of us can't, right. you know, but there are people that are just like, well, I just want to know what it's all about. You hear some of that, and it's at least like, all right, let me think about what, what this small New York guy had to say. Um, and again, <laughs> you know, the the thing that I meant to mention before is he's, he pretty much said, I don't think this is word for word, he said, regardless of what you think of her politics or her record, she's the only smart choice. So, that's definitely damning her with faint praise, but in a way mm-hmm. that sort of helps because everybody else is talking about how great she is. Yeah. Here's a guy who's like, oh, I don't know. This is it, you know, I, in another election, maybe I wouldn't vote for Hillary. Right. You know? This if November. It was, if it was yes. Hillary, if it was <laughs> yeah. Hillary Mitt Romney, probably not. But uh, Hillary Donald Trump, yeah, you got. I me. did well, notice yeah. that the, yeah. there was an emphasis in this election in exactly. this November. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's yeah. the best this choice. is the this one scenario yes, ever <laughs> where I would vote for Hillary Clinton. I think kind of what you're saying, Christian, earlier is that there was something personal about it because. Because if anyone could say something about him, he could relate to him because he's in this elite business club in New York. They're both from right. New York. He gets it. He was a mayor of New York for 12 years. And I'm sure he had to and, sign a lot of yeah, <laughs> permits. So, I mean, the fact is that he knows him. And uh, and the fact he's an independent and a former Republican, a former Democrat, gives him some credence and some you know value to be able to speak on that. And, yeah. and for him to support Hillary... Is a big deal, which which just uh, it just occurred to me. So you're going to assume probably Bloomberg, and we we know that uh, uh, Trump has given money to the Clintons, right? So he's given money to Bloomberg. So how mm-hmm. many speakers at the DNC has Donald Trump given money to? <laughs> probably every one of them. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably a lot of them. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, what, what I love about this particular convention is that the Democrats have used Trump's words against him. Mm-hmm. Um, they have talked about his policies and, and Mike Pence's policies uh, very well. But they have not trotted out, like, people against Donald Trump. Like, it hasn't been Donald Trump's people against him, like, like so many Republic, like the Republican convention tried to do last week. It was not bringing former employees of Donald Trump on the stage and, 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 and talking about Donald Trump. It's not bringing up former business people that, that Donald Trump has, has not paid and, and, and brought them up. Because at the end of the day, 
we know Donald Trump is bad for the United States. The world knows Donald Trump is bad for the United States. We don't need to beat it over the head while trying to, at the same time, trying to uplift this. Yeah, candidate I, that well, we're I think we're talking about last week. They actually have been beating it over the head. No, last week with not Hillary, like Hillary, Hillary, anti Hillary, right. like they were but, doing. It was all in specific instances, Stephen. Well, yeah, where I mean, you feel they'll like, play like the commercials where he's like making fun of the disabled person. Like I said, and then wheel out the disabled. Using I do think it's effective the way that they use that, like Drexel's saying, because they have this little production piece that's like Trump in his own words and you know then people react to it but so yeah I, I think yeah. that what you're saying it doesn't feel maybe like it's quite as blatant but I mean they're they're certainly beating up on him but if yes. I was the DNC I would do the same thing but yes, I mean, not, I mean that's, it's, it's, it's kind of what the you're material there. Like, like is there Obama why said, wouldn't you do it when they go the low, low. We go, we go high. high. It was not the negativity the, the last week. The other small, little not production piece that I thought was really effective was the piece on the debt and how it mm. would oh, yes. blow up by another I'm pretty sure I fast forwarded through that. So. <laughs> it was actually really it was well done. the decode, Donald Decoded uh, yes. video that, that showed yes. Well, that. now yeah. I'm embarrassed because I should have watched no, it. No, I, I watched it, it like so, eight, eight times the speed. Yeah. yeah. So we're at $19 trillion now, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently objective economists have projected that it would add $30 trillion. $100,000 for every man, woman, and child in the United States. I think when you get into those numbers, though, the debt becomes something that's so hard to convince people right. to worry and it's about. Out of because grasp. It's, it's already $19 trillion. Yeah. If you it was at $1 trillion, you're just right. like, I don't even know what that is. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not a problem, <laughs> right. but in terms of convincing people that it's a problem and something that they need to worry about... I don't know how you, you right, talk about it. Right, because it's just a number so, that's not So 19 trillion versus 49 trillion. Yeah. And I do know there are a lot of people, and I think, Stephen, did you mention it yesterday, that one of the things that you were concerned about is the the debt. And I think there are a lot of people that take it yeah. seriously and will use that because they think of Trump as somebody who's good with money. But here's the thing. And the right. fact that you said that the, you love Donald Trump, in ter- in ter- or, or that Who said debt- that? I'm sorry, that debt is uh, something that's very important to you. <laughs> Who said that? Sorry. The fact that you said that, <laughs> that, that, the debt is that the debt is something very important to you, um, you know, Donald Trump famously said in this election, I love debt. So you're... you're so, he was so, the king of debt. He's the king Whoa. of debt. Yeah, that's but that's way different. In Donald Trump's way different. own word. That's you have to very... carry a little bit of debt. I mean, that's good for your credit. You can't have a little bit of debt. We're not talking $19 trillion. I don't know. $19 trillion or something. Uh, you get a higher business loan. Debt is good. No. For, right. no. No, you get a higher all, business loan when you can carry a little bit of debt for his business. That's why he's done yeah, it. But you can't run the country no, like you, you run your business. Run like, no. is, 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 okay, but that's what he meant. You take it out of context. That's what he meant. That's what he meant when he said he liked a little bit of debt. Not that he likes 19 Executive director of the Financial Fit Foundation has got to come in for just a second. Carrying debt is not good for There are some certain kind of healthy debts not even like a home mortgage is necessarily a good debt for everybody. Mm-hmm. Certainly credit card debt. And the kind of debt where you purposely default on people who have done work for you, small business owners, contractors, gardeners, whoever, these small bi- and you just... Well, that's not the type of debt Trump said it. that he likes, obviously. Yes, Why no, would he say he that he likes defaulting the fact on people? That in his, how many people. is it? Four, six right. bankruptcies? Yeah. He did what was good for him. Well, he, he ran up his people. debt and I, then I failed who said on it, paying but it by declaring if bankruptcy. You, right. If you believe whoever it was who said it, that you know he made a ton of money during the, the housing market crash. Yeah. So he, if you believe that, which I don't 
you know, I don't have anything to back it up. I just heard somebody say it. Um, and I don't even remember who it is, so that's part of the problem. <laughs> but uh, if you believe that, then yes, he would like debt because he's able to, you know, sort of capitalize, capitalize on, on other people's yeah. debt. Him. Right. I agree uh, with you. Not, not paying people is not okay. Do I think right. Trump did that? Yes. I don't think that's okay at all. Do I think that he used the bankruptcy laws to make money as a businessman? Yes, he did. And that's the problem is that we respect people just because they made money. doesn't matter who they mistreated or screwed along the way. It's not that I respect him for it, but that's his prerogative. Right. And now it's our prerogative because that's how he wants to run this country. I don't think he's a smart businessman. You certainly can't can't respect a businessman who says they want to print their own money. Who who wants to print government – who wants to be able to – Overwhelmingly that, print that, that's U- the U.S. dollar for the economy. That's, that's horrible. terrible. Not even the U.S. economy. The global no, economy. Global, I'm talking about our own are economy. Are we going to touch up on the Russia hacking oh, emails God. thing? I mean, it, is this a we, we can? A good but, time uh, to <laughs> if you feel like it's relevant, we can certainly bring <laughs> it up we now. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, while staying on the theme of if we're going to go on a little bit of a. Trump bashing session. I think this was a nice place. I wish to we bring had like in. lights then, now, right? Trump <laughs> gold dust or something. But I, I was, <laughs> some really, animation I was really excited to come in here and get everybody's thoughts about the idea that this is some sort of treasonous act to invite Russia to hack. Did you watch the Did you watch the press conference this morning? I I, I, I didn't actually conference. see the press conference. I saw the fact. I think that it's probably if if I had to guess, it's another one of those examples where. Something sounds good in his head, and he says it because he thinks it's good for a speech. It gets a good reaction, good sound and he doesn't know that it's like, hey, you know, that could be considered a you know a felony or treasonous or whatever. So you know, there's that aspect of it where I do think a lot of what he says are things that he's not thinking about. You know how that's going to play. Well, when I mean, is that who you want as your leader? No, let's ask the one person here in who's general. considering okay. him. Yeah. Does that sway you in any direction? Well, first of all, he was in a press conference. Hillary Clinton has not been in a press conference for oh. 235 oh. days. Oh. For oh. the record, Anyways, You've got to be kidding me! So, right so, I, saw, I, saw, I saw him write that so, earlier yeah, to somebody's comment. I saw that. I literally rolled my yeah. eyes out of my head. But, so, in no, regards no, no, to don't dismiss it. I mean, it's a valid point. That's no. a lot of days. It's not she's just one day. It's not just one day. She's running for comments. At least Trump goes and sits down with Chris Matthews and sits in the opposing sides of interviews and stuff. Maybe Trump should sit down a little bit less. Sunday morning news shows every other week. Why hasn't Hillary had a press conference in two hundred days? Why does she need a press conference? Sorry, go ahead. To answer to your question, Thank you. so to answer your question, his campaign manager, someone on his team, said he was semi semi joking, and the reason he said that <laughs> is to get emails, her emails, back in the headlines. Okay, this is no because so, the so DNC the qu- is doing really well right now. So it does. So to get the headlines, we're not Trump. talking about the media is not talking about Kane. Maybe not talking about Obama's speech or Biden or whatever. Yes, we are. The headlines, the, he- the headlines are going to read. Yeah, that whoa, was this morning. Whoa, whoa. Hang on one second. Let, the let headlines Chelsea's are going to read. Him. Yeah, Russian okay. Russian hackers on Hillary Clinton's emails, DNC emails. That's going to be the headline. No, well, the front that page, was the, the theory of why Trump said that. Barack Obama and 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 Tim Kaine and Joe, Joe Biden, Biden came out mm-hmm. here Pro- and gave Hillary sure. Clinton of probably course, not in that order. But probably it's a probably vital effort to try to get Hillary's emails back in the headlines. Sure. Okay. So as an effort, so, that wait, makes sense. Question, because whether that's Chelsea, true or wait. not, I don't know. But that's what the campaign okay. manager said. It makes a little bit of sense. Since you're defending it, that it sways you in the direction of supporting Trump. 
No, and actually, that's not what I've said. I'm just saying well, that's no, what I, the campaign that's manager what I'm said. To ask you right now, and we've spent like two minutes talking about something answer. else. So when I heard that someone from his team said that, it made it made sense. Well, someone for him he, to play so, this political no, I, game. I want to know whether I could totally it see him makes some doing that. Never mind. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it, I think he said it hasn't made him any more or, or, or less. Right. Right. It doesn't sway yeah. you yeah. Is, okay. at all. Donald makes no difference to you. No. Paul, no. Paul Manafort's job is to come no, out and, and and make those type of comments. Donald Trump very seriously said that during the press conference. Obviously, you didn't watch the press conference this morning because he very specifically said, hey, it wasn't a joke to Donald Trump. That's the thing about right. the campaign. The campaign, the idea of running for president might be a joke to Donald Trump. But it's but not the, a joke to but people it's not who right. care about the American this country. Exactly. Of course it's not. Right. So, so, so Donald money. Trump making those flippant comments it and not, is, a, not about policy at all. If it's a joke, spending, it's almost worse. He spent mm-hmm. almost 20 to 30 minutes this morning not talking about a specific policy position. And that is the problem with Donald Trump. Never, not one time during this campaign has Donald Trump sat down and given a blatant policy positions that can move America forward. I think that's true, and I want to give <clears throat> stop giving him time because yes. there were some really yes. good. Speeches. <laughs> there were some amazing speeches today, right now, and that uh, infuriated the, me that he the, actually made the final those thought comments that, today. that I have on that is, you know, to Stephen's point, what the campaign said was, you know, it was to take some of the headlines away. I'm going to assume that they didn't plan to take the headlines in the way they have, right. which is, see, this guy's an idiot and exactly. he can't be trusted. Right. That's, that's what, what it came across. Which what? is what people are saying. Yes. Whether it's fair or not is, is kind of... I agree. Like, yeah, and and I've heard the news. news. Yeah. I think we're starting <laughs> to get a sense, Stephen, that, that you, are, you have not bought the Trump car, but you might take it on a test drive. Yeah. And there could be a point, you know, a few weeks from now, where maybe you get, like, the loner Trump car, you take it for the weekend, you take it, like, a trip out to the country. And then a- after that weekend, you'll be like, you know what, I-, I-, I don't know if I want to buy this. Maybe I will buy Gary Johnson's car instead. Is, is that a fair way to, you know, it's just, we'll use it as, like, a car analogy. Yeah, uh, But anyway, let's talk about Joe Biden, um, <laughs> you know, because we're building, mm-hmm. just like the night build, uh, builds to the big... Uh, speech. Uh, I thought that uh, Joe Biden gave a, a great speech. I'm sure that that's what a lot of people in the room thought. What yes, I thought terrible. was I, I funny <laughs> about that speech was how many times he chided the audience to not cheer or, or applaud when they were neither cheering nor applauding. <laughs> how many times he said, let me finish before he was interrupted. And I was just like, what is he hearing? He's like, he's like, don't cheer, don't applaud. No, let me finish. Let me finish. It's like, what stage is yours yeah it's like joe we're sitting here we're listening you know you can talk over the over the cheers but uh i don't know uh, let me start with scott who, whom i have not started with yet this evening uh vice president biden's speech well i mean i think biden is, is a great speaker again he brings the uh the blue collar democrat middle based, class joe middle class, as he, yeah. exactly and i've actually met him in person and he's just he's a real genuine great guy and i think what he did tonight was was the perfect biden-esque speech and what we what what we needed you know i mean yeah. wouldn't you guys agree he's I mean, incredibly yeah. likable yeah. and Warm he reminded and... us why he's so yeah and then he really elegantly tried to use like sort of the transitive like you like me so, right. so yeah. i like this, her so, so you like, like her too. Too. if you like yeah if you like yeah. me you know if then you're and going it, to like it, me exactly. i mean it, it, it kind of worked on me a little 
<laughs> and it was pretty effective. And it takes, you know, just it's just like one little crack in yeah, the armor. Yeah. Okay, just be- I, I, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, and he wasn't even hot, and he was able to get a, a little crack in the armor. It was the- um, yeah, I think, and I mean this as a compliment, what people like about Joe Biden yeah. is for a politician, he seems very unpolitician. Right, exactly. You know? Very real. Even though he's very... been at it for, I don't know, 40, 40 years. Since yeah. he was yeah. 29, yeah. he got yeah. elected in the Senate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes me feel like an old loser. <laughs> I know, it makes me feel wrong. I'm, I'm definitely the only one here who's 40, so don't, I don't want to hear it from any of you. So. There were a couple of moments that that um, that reminded us that Joe Biden is an ordinary person because he talks about ordinary people. He talks yeah. about you know people calling him middle class Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the line that really obviously struck out because obviously we are up against something that we really shouldn't be up against. Uh, he said, "No major nominee in the history of the yes. nation has ever known less or been less prepared mm-hmm. to do." with our national security and it goes back to that national security point yesterday because all tonight was about was leadership you can count on and national security and economic issues and that was the line that everybody's going to remember because and especially from what happened this morning too this was this was a wrap-up yes a reminder that donald trump has no standing in the world and cannot be trusted with nuclear codes cannot and and michelle obama michelle obama actually brought in the nuclear code portion and she didn't even have to do that i think he was very good at at bringing that up in a folksy relatable way he kind of was using fear because i was like scared maybe into liking hillary more which i don't really like to be scared into anything but it wasn't fear-mongering like we saw last week it was definitely fear-mongering it was like just think about but maybe realistically fear but, but yeah. on that point, he spent uh, the other half of the peach ta- reminding people how Hillary understands mm-hmm. ordinary right. people. She, uh, Hillary understands that this X, Y, and Z. Hillary understands and like, the middle class. Because I understand. Because I understand but she's understands. bought and paid for by Wall Street. Uh, the, <laughs> how does she, she? She's like one of the richest you know, politicians the, of all time. I think that's the second or third time that you used that same mm-hmm. line since you've been sitting on this panel. So I think you're going to, if that's the only thing that you can come right. to Hillary Clinton. But I'm saying, how does she not on the panel. He's on the couch. He's on the couch. He's on the I think if that's the only criticism right now that you keep throwing to Hillary Clinton, then I think we're doing okay. Well, but... And I, and I hate to support, you know, come to his defense in light of our most recent... Wait, we like him. Why do you hate to, I know, hate to support him? In, to support in me. light of our it's, most recent It's not the couch of hatred. It's a yeah. couch of dissent. But uh, the, it sounds like just a small little, you know, Wall Street thing, but it's the, it's the bot for... It's the... Perception of corruption. Perception is, is not reality. Corporate lawyer for Walmart. Perception. Monsanto okay. board of directors, or she was on the advisory board for Monsanto, one of the Walmart. most wicked. She's on the board of Walmart, Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and okay. Monsanto. Yeah. So, so let me. So perception, because sometimes perception is actually real. Sometimes, and sometimes. in this case, mm-hmm. in this case, there are some. Things that I no no not points. just perception but some real things that she has done believes in policies that can be neatly titled you know she's you know bought and paid for by Wall Street and it's a valid criticism and I don't think she should dismiss it I don't think her supporters should well, dismiss I don't think it. interesting no, no, no. to see I don't if, she, think we're if it's addressed in any way Bernie was saying the same thing what I'm saying is is that that what I what I said was if that is the one criticism out of the many criticisms that mm-hmm. anybody could have about Hillary Clinton and that you've brought it up three or four times then yes then we got other things there's a lot of criticism right? there's a lot of serious uh, one yeah, there's think, a lot think, of criticism well I mean I think, then, again, yesterday he brought up national security as as the other big thing mm-hmm. so I think that if you're going to bring up that then we 
we can we can obviously have conversations. There's evidence that the Clintons knew that Osama bin Laden wanted to harm oh my, oh, the U.S. Oh, listen, was that but the didn't time, do anything to stop it because Bill Clinton was running for the Nobel Peace Prize. you're talking at exactly the same time is going to be infuriating for the people on iTunes. At least the people on YouTube can see all of us. But. What I was going to say about Joe Biden, probably the best thing about his, you know, folksy charm, the thing that I like the most about Joe Biden, he doesn't want to be president. On some level, I think there's something wrong with people who want to be president. And he just knows, like, no, this has been good. This has been a good ride. I don't want to do that to myself, to my family. That just doesn't sound like fun. I'm not going to do it. There are people who wanted to be president, but you know who didn't want to be president? Joe Biden. Joe Biden well, didn't want to be president. I, well, and I appreciate that it for that. I don't know. I wouldn't say that necessarily because obviously he did. <laughs> well, I think, I not, think, no, no, but he doesn't now. Well, he right. did in 2008. Because he lost sure. his son and I think you know his yeah. age and everything. There were a lot All of All good reasons but, to not want to be president. But I still think he, he if things were different, he would. Yes. So I don't think he wants different. to be president from you know 2016 onward. I oh, think no. from 2008 no. maybe that right. was when he really wanted to be president. Right. But and since then he's like, Vice President, you know what? Good enough. Yeah. You know, I, that this is enough of that. But I still think it was hard for him to make that decision but that's going back, you know, when sure. he had to do it. I think that was still tough because I think there's a part of him that definitely wanted um, it if he could. Well, let's talk about the big speech of the night and uh, we will start on the couch <laughs> of dissent. Stephen, your thoughts on President Obama's speech tonight? Mr. Obama? You just flipped three pages. No, Mr. Yeah. Obama. Wow. Obama already demoted him. Oh. <laughs> That's Good. a sign of respect. Good, Good for you. No, <laughs> President Obama. All right. Rightfully so. I mean, it. I, I told you off air, this speech made you fall in love with Obama again. I honestly thought he was... You even thought he was hot. Yeah. Uh, he was a good-looking guy. <laughs> I think I mean, he came did out. Look good. He's got a lot of swagger. He's he's a, a great presenter. He's a great speaker. He was very emotional in his speech. It was very heartfelt and truthful. Um, after the speech, I was like quick trying to like see him and Hillary in their 2008 debates. And they were even still kind of kind to each other. And President Obama was still very respectful and authoritative and... Um, I mean, he's just a great. I think he's a great leader, but fortunately, two terms. That pesky Twenty second amendment. <laughs> yeah. Thanks well, to FDR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, FDR did that. ruined it now. Um, yeah. See that—that that would be the indication that you are not a hardcore Trump guy because mm-hmm. you're able to say nice things about President. Well, Obama. And, and like I, I think some of the highlights <laughs> of his speech were. Well, some of the things about like how Hillary's going to have stronger regulations on Wall Street. I think that's a joke. I obviously don't think that's going to happen. You should probably, I mean, you should probably read HillaryClinton.com. She's got some pretty pretty tough Yeah, but can we trust Hillary Clinton to her she word? She was definitely not the one who well, seemed like a, she wanted to be right. Right, but I don't think you're tough. ever going to, next to Bernie Sanders, I don't think you're right. ever going to sound tougher on Wall Street. But than do you think Donald Trump Sanders. is now going to be tough on Wall Street? I mean, come on. Right, like, so really, I don't think, I, don't, I, think, I, think that, I think that, I think no, that, I'm saying if you're going to think Donald Trump is going to be tough on Wall Street, I think to that point, I think to your point, I think that if it if Hillary Clinton had tried that line with Bernie Sanders standing next to her, it would not have come off the way that you probably would have wanted it to come off because you would trust Bernie Sanders more than Hillary Clinton on that issue. So regardless of if Hillary has talked about tough regulations, I don't think that a Bernie Sanders voter probably would have would have seen yeah, that. They pay her she... hundreds of thousands for a speech. I know. Are we Trump ever is, see Trump those has transcripts? got Trump has got tons do of money. Really right now. I do think Trump would be a I don't care. Thank you. This girl, this girl, and that guy. Because she must be speaking Shakespeare, as Bernie well, Sanders not, says, listen, for a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand a forty-seven percent moment in a speech. I mean, we've already seen one of the three speeches that she gave uh, to Goldman Sachs, 
and 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 so I she's not going to have a, a Mitt Romney speech. She she was ready to run for president during her time yeah. during the middle time. So she's not going to give some crazy speech that mm-hmm. that's going to be out of the norm for somebody out there to leak. Well, but then it's, it is sort of like the tax returns. If there's nothing in there, then why don't we have them? You know, yeah. and, and I just <laughs> I personally can't shady. imagine they're even remotely interesting. No, but, I can't you know, either. Obviously, eye, people but... really want to see them, and that's like fine. And the, you know, the difference, of course, between Hillary Clinton and Shakespeare is Shakespeare's in the public domain. You wouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> so um, there was some shouting during President Obama's speech, and there was a lot of shouting tonight uh, during a few different moments. Leon Panetta basically got shouted off the stage uh, with uh, no more drones, no more war. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like you're not helping your point when you do that, especially when you do... Now, when it happened during Obama, it was over like that. You know, I feel like those people were, you know, tackled and tased. (laughs) Probably euthanized. I'm just saying it's possible. I mean, you know, you can shout during Leon Panetta, but, you know, the president's in prime time. uh, I don't know. It's like 10 seconds, maybe. You're fired. You know know who did not shut down, though? (laughs) Cowbell. Yeah. Cowbell yeah. was Cowbell out there, was there. Was ling a ling a out there, yes. and, I was and like, there was Cowbell definitely somebody down. giving like you know the the like construction site whistle when a pretty lady yes. walks by. Yeah. Like there was, was a lot Obama. of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't Obama. <laughs> it was Obama. But yeah, I don't know. The yes. thing about the shouting is, it's just like I, I, okay, so no more war. I don't know. I don't know what you think. You think at this convention, yelling that is really going to help your point? And yes, obviously they do, or they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's sort of. You know, the only real shouting during the RNC was at Ted Cruz, who very obviously wasn't endorsing their guy, so people were upset. But this is just like, oh, this is my time to be really loud about my issue, which obviously they feel important about. They feel like it is important, I mean. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know, I just feel like it's such a bad time. And I mean, if you're in that room, you're at least close to a democrat and i i don't know i don't i don't quite understand it i don't know what uh, you guys think about it, the shouting we can get back to obama's speech in particulars but i was so swept up in it it was like a little nap yeah. 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 well that's that's yeah, how obama that's treated it he's yeah. like oh i got a giant fly swat yeah. and sunglasses and a gun they're gonna take care of here's, that. A, here's, yeah. what, here's what i say about that and just on just about president obama we've watched president obama several times when he has given major speeches or just a speech where the whatever state he's in and somebody's heckled him and he has addressed that particular mm-hmm. person Maybe that person thought that was going to happen again, but this is not about what you think, young sir, out there right now. This is about the president convincing the world and the American people that Donald Trump shouldn't be president of the United States. I, he's, you know, he could have easily gone. Listen, I hear you, but this is not the time. But that yeah. wasn't the time to do that. The, this and wasn't even the time for this. Yeah, and, right. and he and he's done that several times over the past two or three years, where he has addressed a heckler, whether it's not it's on immigration reform, whether or not it's on. So he's had those moments. This was not the gun. This was not going to be the moment that he was going to do that <laughs> in prime time. No. Uh, Scott, if you could isolate a couple moments from uh, President Obama's speech, what stood out for you? Well, I mean, I was just going to say the end for sure. Yeah. I mean, that was incredible. But the thing about him in general is he's a lot like Bill Clinton, and we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, is the two of them are so good at being able to weave the stories and take the facts and the more logistical side of policy and be able to weave it into these beautiful stories and really get people to connect with, with what they're saying. Because, I mean, just listening to him speak... You're just getting the goosies. You're just like, well, so enraptured. You're so into what he's saying because he's so good at it. And and being able to really talk about, you know, handing off the baton to her. And I know that, you know, Democrats are going to be in good hands. And my time in office is done, even though I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do, which was a great way of being able to say, yes, a lot of us felt disappointed we didn't see what we wanted from him. 
but he's saying there's so much more I want to do still, and, and this is the person to help continue that. Well, I think it's a great point because a lot of people try to do what he and Bill Clinton do, but right. they're on a it's a very totally small list level. of people who can actually do that. Right. And, and and we've you know we've had two presidents that sort of deliver those kind of speeches in yes. the last 25 years. And, and I don't know that. You know, I can't think of anybody who, you know, obviously there have been great speeches, but that style that they both actually have, it, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. good point. It's and not and I feel like he could transfer, see. it was like he was kind of transferring that energy to her. And that was just, it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Like, like, yes. It was yes. just being able to kind of take that and now hand it off to her mm-hmm. and physically because then she, she was there at the end. So, I mean, right. it, was, it was beautiful. What were you going to say, Stephen? Yeah, I felt like, and I didn't say this earlier, the most heartfelt moment that he said to me was, you don't know what it's like to be in the Oval Office and mm-hmm. manage a global crisis or to send, ki- to send kids off to war. Right. She's been there. She's exactly. been in the room. She's been a part of those decisions. I felt like for me as an anti-Hillary person – that was probably the most moving moment of Obama's speech, yeah. And that because that just I just had visions of Hillary being there and making that hard call of sending no one, no rightful person can send people off to war to potentially die. Even right. as cold of a heart as I think she has, I, mean, I do, <laughs> I do think that's got to be a hard trigger. So to see her in those tough situations and visualize that, which he made me do, I think strong. one of the wow moments for me was when. President Obama said that she is more prepared than he was right. and, and that Bill, Bill was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just the way he delivered yes. that was like, oh, hey. <laughs> I know, I got right. it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, Bill, you and me yeah. are in the president's yeah. club. Yeah. It's that like kind of a And then also know, when he was bump. talking yeah. about, you know, justice and about how it requires that we all vote for the mayors and the sheriffs. Yes. And I was yes. like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't boo. Vote. Yes. I have that in my notes. Yes, I, I have um, that too. That was there. I, and we talked about it a couple of days, yesterday, and then I talked about it again, like I said, on the show um, that I do before the show. And uh, one of the things, I mean, I'm obviously the only, you know, African-American male on this panel. But really? really? It's amazing. <laughs> You've never asked me. Well, right? Yeah. Just at the club. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, to your point, though. But watching watching President Obama get elected was obviously a big moment for a lot of people. Obviously, it was a big moment for for a lot of African-American people across the country. And then watching... This is like his last hurrah. This Mm -hmm. is a farewell speech. Mm -hmm. They did an intro video right before he came on, and it was the most incredible video of the entire convention. It reminded us why we love President mm-hmm. Obama, why we voted for President Obama twice, mm-hmm. why the American people voted for him overwhelmingly in 2012, why he has been successful despite Republican opposition this entire time. And then he comes out and he gives a speech and he reminds people again. And then he tells people, now me, right. who you see as a exactly. successful president, who has been successful despite all the odds, I am telling you to pass this baton to right. this person. And, uh, you know, he had a great line that said, you know, we talk a lot about national security. I come from military families, so national security is uh, obviously a big thing. Anyone who threatens our values, whether fascists or communists or jihadists mm-hmm. or homegrown well, demagogues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will always fail in the end. And that is always that is going to be the message that he will send out there on the campaign trail to remind people that at the end of the day, just like domestic terrorists around the country, that Donald Trump is a homegrown demagogue who should not be president of the United States. And that should be the message to voters on both sides of the all okay. both sides of the aisle at the end of the day. And so when you go in on November eighth, you don't boo. You vote, but unfortunately, you that. But that their whole pitch a... for Hillary is: you really can't vote for Donald. So 
we got to go with Hillary. No, that's no not that their was pitch. not his. That, that was, was not, not his. his. That's no, that's, no, that's, no, no. that's I've <laughs> no. the the pitch has occurred to me that way, and I'm at mm-hmm. the point where I'm like, I might be buying that. Well, that might the thing. Be you know, that's their only Hail Mary. No. It's not. The, it's not. But that that's actually the part that might even be working on me. The the sort of in between so thing is, is you can boo if you want to on November eighth right. while you're you know either pulling a lever right. or you know the oh, ink yeah. butter. You can boo if you want to, just so long as you vote. I'm yes. trying to for make her. sure that like voting while drinking isn't a crime because <laughs> I think I'm about to make that a thing. <laughs> I also like the real the, the line that he said: "The American dream is something no wall can contain." Hillary Clinton definitely did with the demagogue <laughs> thing and the wall and a lot of those things were I mean, but he also did right. a very good job about lifting Hillary up and talking about what he did and, and kind of transferring that baton on and I thought that was Hillary well, Clinton is on record wanting a wall she's on a wall tape. with Mexico yeah, or just uh, all, all borders and Canada. She wants borders, well, especially with Canada. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's on tape. Come on. It's okay. It's she called tape. it a fence or some type of object blocking, uh, separating our borders. Well, we actually do have yeah. physical structures do, at right. some point. They're crap. They're, they're yeah. crap. Well, because they're getting so through, but they're not. To, that, all point, the way to that point, yes, you do want. You're not going to have to keep the American people safe. You know, we do have border control down there. There is a reason for that. Most countries do. Right. However. To Hillary Clinton's point, you do want to increase. You got to keep folks safe at the border, but you also want to usher in people safely if they're if they want to come over here. That is the problem with Donald Trump. He doesn't even want those people over here who want to come to America. No, like, he you said can, there's no, there'll be a vetting process. <laughs> yes, what's yeah, that? When last week, no. two days ago, he when everybody that. came down. All on right, him? they got to come in legally. This... He said that all along. Oh my gosh. Can we talk later, please? <laughs> he said please. they no, 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 no. want You guys should never have a conversation unless it's uh, on the air. That's, that's the best part. part. You like gotta that. go, yeah. but you gotta come back legally. That, that's that's. That, he no, has not no. said that. No, no. <laughs> I, Listen, I don't. Look, here's please. the thing. I don't know Rebuttal. that he said it. I mean, here's the last point that Barack Obama made. He said, "Do what you did for me." Right. That was beautiful. That you and do for Hillary Clinton what you did for me. Mm-hmm. And, and and carry her through the rest of this election. Like you carried me. Yeah. Like you carried me. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yes. And, and then he cried. He almost cried. And almost made me cry. Yeah. I know. Almost. I did. Well, you guys were watching together, yeah. so you would know. So here's the thing. So we this speech made us remember why we loved Obama. Exactly. And he acknowledged that he didn't get everything accomplished. He acknowledged Bernie. Yep. Yeah, he and but he didn't name the reason why. Hmm. He didn't name the gridlock, which is caused by corruption, because we've got a bought and paid for system of democracy, or now as Princeton calls us, an oligarchy. (laughs) So he didn't come out and name. I mean, he did say, if you think we have too much inequality and uh, too much money in politics. It was a good line. I totally... Something, I got it here. I totally... We miss. all need to be as supportive as the Bernie Sanders supporters have been if you want to get money out of politics. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, he, he mentioned it, but I, I wish he would have said, I couldn't get more done because of that. And I wish he could say because it was true. And Hillary's highest priority is to end corruption in our government. And then the crowd would have gone crazy, and I would have been like, "Hallelujah!" Well, and we only have a couple more minutes. But uh, to the point that Stephen made, you know, the president mentioned Bernie, which was obviously he you know said, inclusive. Feel the burn. Yeah, yeah, and and which it was a bit has, of a it was a bit of a cheap applause line, but it, it was effective in mm-hmm. the context he used. Um, 
to backtrack to Tim Kaine, he also mentioned Bernie, and it it was more of that forced, uh, painful things. You know, he he said, "Yeah, we should all feel the burn and not get burned by the other oh, guy." That was good, so man. that that's a funny dad that's joke. a great yeah that that's camera. right back into the dad joke <laughs> exactly the vice president the vice principal. But I, so then so then let's just say we elect Hillary. Basically, we get the same gridlock and. President Obama and Hillary is not talking about that. Once somebody, once they actually talk about that, call themselves out for, okay, Bernie's right about this corruption thing. We really got to bring this into the Democratic platform as some a promise that we're going to make and something we're going to. And keep. I think Hillary Clinton has said, I, I think in conversations with Bernie Sanders, because I do think they talk quite often, um, that you know, a we need a. a Democratic Senate. We all know that. Yeah. However, she has but pledged. We, she we has pledged. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me finish. The Republicans rejected everything Obama's, not everything, but a lot of things Obama tried to do. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, is, Hillary, what I'm saying is Hillary Clinton talked about in her first 100 days saying that, you know, she's got a lot of plans Overturning to... Overturning Citizens so United. She's, she's, it is a start, but it's the, a small part. We had corruption before Citizens United. Yes, but I think you have to start if you want to, you, you got to start somewhere. And this is where she starts because that is where Bernie wanted her to start. And so I think those conversations, if, if, as Bernie goes back to chairman of the budget committee and, and, and back to uh, chairman of, of other, I mean, or, or sits on other committees, and Elizabeth Warren takes that threshold and Cory Booker takes that threshold and Democrats do their job like they've been saying they're going to do, or in 2018, those Democrats are going to flip over. That's going to be the message. And I think that's the message that Barack Obama said today, which was, you got to elect the people that you want. You got to get out there and you got to do that. In in the governor's houses, in the state races, in the, in the city council races. Right, it starts and, local. And it starts and, local, and that's the only yeah. way to, uh, to, to get that money out of politics. Ooh, money yeah. in politics yeah, I was just isn't about the to sole point out, uh, reason for so a gridlock Congress. In the, really? uh, in the chat well, I think room, it's probably 90%. Trapsy Towns yeah. points out, yeah, yeah. As, money as Chelsea said. Money in politics said. isn't yes. the sole reason for a gridlock Congress. Um, I don't I don't think it's a, the sole I don't think reason. It's a sole I think it's like the sole reason, but it's a big. I think it's maybe more part of it. I, I do also think it's, it's <laughs> no part way. of the nature of the machine right. is it that is. they enjoy the gridlock. Yes. They like when things happen slowly. When they, they need to do something quickly, right. like you know, I, I don't know, a pay raise for themselves. Everybody shows up that day. They make sure that they get it in right. there. So when when they need because to, because there's not a lobby it. that's pushing right. Against right, but them. money is part of it because they're being paid to be against something or anything else with the lobbying and and all that. So yes, money and corruption is a big part of the problem. I don't think progressives understand that everyone isn't a progressive. Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that no, I, I and other progressives that. understand everyone. No, but it's an interesting point that they figure that you know everybody. Either is a progressive, or they don't but know what's good for them, and they should get these progressive ideas. It's not ideas. only progressives who believe that there's uh, uh, corruption in our politics. This right. is agreed it's upon by eighty percent of people. That's why when right. I marched in Washington with Democracy Spring, this was a bipartisan effort because people on both sides of the aisle right. see the corruption, but just nobody's going after it hard enough because I guess nobody wants to be the one to call out their own sponsor. So yeah. Well, we, we are going to have to leave it there as uh, our time has uh, dwindled away, but it was a great conversation all around, including from the couch of dissent. I'm going to watch the speech again. Yeah. Yes, um, I agree. And, uh, I, 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 I recorded just point out, wait. we don't have time to really uh, get into the specifics, but uh, it was great to see Gabby Giffords on stage. Yes. Uh, that was a very, very heartfelt speech. I like seeing her out there with her husband, uh, Mark Kelly. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's, that's it for tonight. Now, scheduled to join us tomorrow night, also on the couch of dissent. <laughs> Uh, nationally syndicated radio show host, a friend of mine, Michael Hausen, I believe, will be sitting right there. Woo-hoo! He mm-hmm. is a mm, conservatarian, um, a conservative <laughs> libertarian on social issues. He is not conservative, but when it comes to you know things like money and national defense, so 
He's not going to necessarily agree with a, a lot of this. I don't think he is someone who enjoyed either convention very much. So it'll be interesting to have his voice there. But for tonight on the Couch of Descent, we've had Stephen Helmkamp at Stephen Helmkamp if he adds you. Uh, over there, <laughs> I will. Scott Moore at S Man Eighty. Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Drexel Hurd at Drexel Hurd. Si se puede. <laughs> Myself, Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And don't forget at Trump Hillary Sixteen. We will be back. Tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Pacific, commenting on Hillary's speech and more. We'll see you then. Oh, good times. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.